Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Online, on your mobile, and on FM. From the home of time, this is Maritime Radio, Greenwich. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. It's a big match preview here on Maritime Radio. It's Thursday the 18th of August and we're looking ahead to this weekend's League One tie away at Walsall. My name is Louis Mendez. I am your host for this evening. Joining me in the studio here at the Valley is Nathan Muller. How are you doing, Nath? Not bad, mate. Living the dream, especially after Tuesday. Yeah, good, good result on Tuesday, wasn't it? It's enjoyable. Yeah, even better than that. Uh, that was sitting next to a Millwall fan at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you, you do have to admit that is your own father you're talking about. There. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> right on tonight's show, we're going to look back at Tuesday night's three 0 win over Shrewsbury Town here at the Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury. So I haven't decided. Uh, at the Valley, hearing from Russell Slade and Ricky Holmes, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about Zachariah Bergditch sadly leaving the club. Uh, we'll play, play a, we'll go, in fact, let's play a montage of his best bits right now. Then we're gonna, <laughs> uh, we're gonna celebrate the fact that Charlton Life Forum is 10 years old today. Happy birthday to them. Katrine is on the panel for the Football Business Awards. We want to hear what you guys think of that. Uh, we've got a new feature which we haven't come up with a name with yet. Uh, Charlton Connections, we're thinking possibly we're yeah, gonna look something at. Something along yeah, those lines, yeah. Something we're gonna look at someone who's played for both the Addicts and for, uh, for Walsall, who we're playing this weekend. Mm. Talk about them. Uh, if we have time, we might uh, talk about a day, a game that happened on this day about five or six years ago. Uh, we're gonna read out your tweets and your emails. So you can email the studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive. If you're listening live, let us know what you made us for Tuesday's game against Shrewsbury. And then, of course, we're going to look ahead to this Saturday's game up at the Best Scott Stadium against Walsall. But, I mean, first things first, um, we've won a game and we've won it well. Yeah, won it pretty emphatically in the end. I mean, I had a feeling that we um, might win on um, a Tuesday, but, I mean, I didn't expect that start. And, um, how, you know, how, it's what we were sort of saying on previous uh, sort of match previews is we need a good quick start and put them on the back foot. And it's exactly what we did. And,. Obviously, everyone, it was plain to see that Ricky done wonders in pushing them back and turning defence from a, to attack. And the goal he scored, the first one especially, is what he done in season in and all well, season last year. So, and the second one, even though it probably wasn't meant, you know, they will count. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, th- yeah. There were so many players um, who were absolutely amazing. So, so, so many that stood out. I mean. Um, the, the the lineup there was it was the same starting lineup with a slight tweak. We mm. saw Jacko playing in the middle uh, along with Cross, and I think mm. Foley went over to the right, which yeah. meant Holmes went over to the left. So mm. it was a, a slight tweak, and I think the beforehand, whereas the midfield, the central midfield for me had been a bit too slow, a bit slightly lacking creativity. I mean, it looked a bit. It was just different this time, and I, it does help the way Shrewsbury set up because they were four four two, possibly four three three at sometimes. Yeah, they, they they were open for us. But. Yeah, no, exactly, and it, I think it sort of um, it forced Russell's hand a little bit to to play that way, but it actually worked out really well anyway because Shrewsbury's main threat was their left wing, which I think was Brown. I think so um, when. <clears throat> 
they, obviously all they kept doing was first half is trying to give it to the Brown and run at Solly, which means obviously Foley could come back and h- cover and help, and he didn't really have any. He didn't really get past any of them really. So it, tactically, it worked a treat first half. Um, um, and obviously, when we won the ball back, we moved it quicker than we was in previous games, and it it, it gave us a platform to go and give the ball to Ricky and get it up to Josh, who is again another standout player. I don't think he, I didn't think he lost the ball once, and it just reminded me of a cross between Iwalumo and Luke Varney of just like <laughs> constantly running, but an absolute tank. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean let, let's talk about the goals first up. Mm. That, as as already alluded to, that goal from Ricky Holmes was, was something special. Picking up towards <laughs> the halfway line, running at defenders, and then. Uh, uh, curling it. it didn't quite quite go into the top corners I thought I had so mm. but um, the, the keeper got a hand onto it it's just too powerfully struck and you know he's uh, we'll, we'll hear from Ricky Holmes later on in the show he's he's a man who's um uh, come close on, on on numerous occasions but hadn't quite found that finish and mm. and it all, all sort of came into all sort of clicked into place for him on Tuesday yeah I mean it's this it's obviously Ricky had little glimpses against Berry um, he tried but obviously the whole team didn't play well against Berry um, Northampton was a different different game altogether I think Ricky was trying too hard because of the sort of flack he was getting from Northampton fans and I think it's probably one of the reasons why he got took off because nothing was really falling for him and he was trying to force the issue so today uh, today Tuesday he got um, he obviously got it got it, got his game right and he's done what he's done best he sort of ran at defenders and committed players and either he can go and do, does what does what he does you know with the first goal he scored or he drags people out of position and lays it off so yeah, we, we sort of knew of that. That's that's what he does, but obviously we haven't seen it in in person. And yeah, it's just a whole game. But not even he's attacking, he's defending as well, and he's chasing down, he's hustling and Harry, and he was just absolutely unbelievable and everywhere. And he's he's one of the few players we've had who's been starting recently. And we know Adam Olenekman's got that, and we hope that Jordan Botarka is going to have it. Mm. Who who can run with the ball and run with players? Because that was perhaps an issue that that was picked out in in the early parts of. Uh, of the season it's just how slightly ponderous perhaps the midfield can be when they're on the ball and, and we, we need someone with that creativity in that spark yeah I mean with the midfielders <coughs> the central midfielders we've got at the moment and even if you look at the ones on the sidelines and then you know who's out injured they're all quite defensive minded um, so it, it makes sense that the way we're playing at the moment with the squad we have you know we let the, we do the two in the middle you know your Jackos your Crofts and Foley to an extent win the ball back break it up and then give the ball to Ricky and Batark or Lookman and let them do the let them do the magic because you know you're not you're not going to have Foley running down the wing and taking on players. So it, it made sense and it worked for us on Tuesday. And the Shrewsbury they just couldn't hack it. They could they couldn't yeah. deal with the whole the whole system on the Tuesday. Yeah, especially the, the way we had started in the ascendancy. Once we got that goal, the the fact that we then go on to score the second goal mm. within what a minute or two. Yeah. Um, that 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 kills the game stone yeah. dead for me. I think Shrewsbury looked a bit shocked after that. Yeah. Um, Johnny Jackson celebrated his 34th birthday. On uh, on uh, Monday, uh, but but he still got it, any? Yeah, he still's got. It. I messaged him on his birthday. I said, "I want a trick and three points." We got one. <laughs> you know, I can't be too greedy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no. He again, right place, right time, getting in the box, and like you said, that second goal. You, if you if we left it, you know, if we didn't score straight away. Would we have got a bit nervy? I don't know, but that second goal seemed to settle us down a bit. And after that, we were just mm. we were playing sailing. Second off, it was a different game. But first off, yeah. it was un- unbelievable. I can't remember the last time we played that well. Probably 
the Rotherham game last year yeah. when we won four one. The but last time we played that fluid. I also can't remember the last time that we put a cross into the box and there was a goal mouth scramble that actually resulted in us scoring because <laughs> normally it never seems to fall for us. We never we never get that luck yeah. that we have with with Jackson there waiting in, in exactly the right spot. Yeah, no, like last year we never had any. We didn't seem like we had any luck going, you know, going forward. But uh, yeah, you know, Jacko, right place, right time as he always is, and. You know, there's, you know, some people still think that he can't do it anymore, or you know, people entitled to that. But goals like that, they, they come at a premium, and even though it's a tapping, Jot Jacko would take it and set us on our way for sure. The uh, the third goal, um, <laughs> did did he mean it? No chance. <laughs> the corner straight from a corner. Ricky I don't know. <laughs> I'd be surprised if Ricky says he did. Yeah. But um, if he did, you know, fair play, great goal. But uh, I just think the way it sort of ended up, because it, when he celebrated, he, he put his hand up. So I'm pretty sure he, mm. he was sort of saying to the goalie, unlucky, but <laughs> never mind. But uh, yeah, no, <laughs> technical, do you know what I mean? It's only across the ball. Last year, you know, it could be worse. You look at England take, having Harry Kane taking blooming set pieces. <laughs> at least we've got someone who can whip yeah. a ball in now and shoot from out of the box. And he's got that little bit of edge. It's funny, really, because I think when Danny Green played for Charlton, I think I think it took him four years. Every time he actually tried, he had a corner. He tried to shoot from one. Yeah. I think the nearest he came to scoring was, I think, at home to Wolves when a ball like hit the post, and I think someone ended up bundling it in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but, yeah, we've accidentally scored from one, which we've made a difference. And then you know that we, obviously you point out the goal scorers after the game. There's so many other people who who mm. sort of stood out in, in good and bad ways. I mean, really early on, Nicky Jose. Uh, had an effort that the keeper Lutweiler or he had a weird name <laughs> got got down to and it, you know you're seeing with Nicky that he, he he started the game confidently got a couple of shots away and just I think just as the game dragged on the fact that he, he still hasn't scored I mean it's, mm-hmm. I say still it's three games he um he hasn't scored just yet he, he missed that chance towards the end I mean do you, do you feel like I mean we, we all know what he was capable of last season with Swindon Town scoring 25 goals he, he just needs one to fly mm-hmm. in and then then perhaps it's a different story for him. Then he, he's on the roll as well. Yeah, Russell sort of mentioned it in his interview. You know, it just he just needs one, and it, it, strikers that's all they, they need one goal to get them going. And the good thing about Nicky is he knows he's missed a couple of sitters. You know, he's missed that one on Tuesday, and he's missed the one against Cheltenham, and he probably had a couple of others. But he's still not sort of sulking around, feeling sorry for himself. He's still getting there in the right positions, trying to make things work. And and you know that even the one he missed on Tuesday. It was, there was no he didn't need to go for the ball it was a shot he's gambled and it's nearly paid off but you know if he keeps keeps going at it he'll get one like Russell said and he'll be absolutely fine he's been such a good player for us this year and yeah, hopefully he'll get one on Saturday now a player that, that stood out for me again on, on Tuesday night Josh McGuinness up top mm. um, Northern Irish uh, international he's, only, he's, he's sort of still getting used to it but um he was uh, perhaps unlucky not to score himself early on, bundling his way through a good save mm. by the keeper in the one-on-one. That was still at nil-nil. Um, invo- I think he was involved in at least one or two of the goals. But potential handball in the build-up to Jackson's goal. I'm not sure if that was him, but there was certainly someone in there uh, who, who might have got away with one for us. But he, he, he looked like a real unit up front and real hard yeah. to deal with. Yeah, that's what I mean. He put himself about. and it, There was a couple of times where you know their full-back had it and... He's literally just sort of out muscled him and he's run down the channel and he's crossed it, he's sort of cut it back and we've missed the opportunity. But it's just that that little bit of aggression that we've we haven't had for a while. You know, we had we had Simon Mackinock who didn't do that last year. You, we, you know, we didn't really have anyone who sort of get in the get in the players' faces and put them under pressure. And but not only that, is he's a big lad as well. He looks, you know, he's not like we lump the ball up to him every single time. He's good with his feet as well. He's laid it off a few times out wide. So, yeah, no, it seems like he's settling in pretty quickly. 
um, which is obviously a good thing. Shares the same birthday as Johnny Jackson as well, and that is the other one. Oh! Yeah, which is a good thing. Didn't, didn't, wasn't able to celebrate his birthday with a girl. Um, the, 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 one, one, of the, um, one of the things that perhaps have people questioning before uh, before the game kicks off is that ev- everyone wants Adam Amola Lutman to come in and start, mm. come in and start. We all know what he's capable of. Um, we, we know that he's had four days off mm. over the summer, so he, 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 need, he needs to be managed, he needs that rest. Um, but he he was pretty exciting when he came on. I think within the first two minutes, he yeah. already nutmegged someone. Didn't yeah, he? he nutmegged someone, and that was with a bad touch as well. We had a bad yeah. touch, and he's managed to get around these three players, and he's had a go. But um, <clears throat> to be honest, I was surprised he actually brought him on. I think being 3-0 up at home, I, I would have thought, right, he don't really need to come on now, to be honest. I'll give him another another day's rest sort of thing. But, um, you know, he came on, and, um, yeah, again, he, he, he you know he's what he is, and it's all plain to see. Um, what he's like, and but we just actually you know, hopefully we could keep him, which I'm sure we will. But um, yeah, no, it's sort of settle him in nicely, and let's not rush him back because, like you said, he's had four days off. You yeah. know, what I mean, he's only 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 been in a professional game for what since what November. Yeah, it's so he's not even been a full really, season. It, yeah. So even though he's exciting, we all want him to play every minute and score every goal. We've got to be realistic and just try and not burn him out straight away. Yeah, uh, you mentioned just off air, just before the show started, about how um, how comfortable everything feels in the air at the back with with Declan Rudd. Yeah, um, on loan from Norwich. I mean, I, I was it felt like a bit of a surprise, a bit of a coup when we actually signed him. Mm. Played ten or eleven Premier League games last season for the Canaries. Um, uh, he, he's he's settled, he's settled into League One football pretty comfortably, really, isn't he? Yeah, it's just like his kicking's fine. It's the main thing that catches me, which I've not been accustomed to to recent years, is people being really comfortable with crosses coming in the box. I know we've conceded, you know, those couple of set pieces and that on the first and second game of the season, but on Tuesday there was crosses coming in left, right, and centre, which they were going to do because they knew that we were probably susceptible of conceding goals so they were going to whip the ball in get it out to Brown and whip the ball in but every time he was just more than comfortable to come out command the area and take it down and then spring an attack so yeah no very impressed with uh, Deck at the moment um, and yeah like you said I was very surprised when we were linked with him Yeah, so very surprised but um, you know Norwich's losses are gain and you know, you know. Hopefully, it'll continue. Yeah. If you're out there, let us know what you, what players stood out for you uh, during the game against uh, against Shrewsbury Town on Tuesday evening. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. You can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. We've already got three or four emails uh, waiting to go. Finally, I mean, he's, he's a man who's um, uh, n- not really. Uh, he's he's pretty young. He's not really had to wait. He's turned that long. Is he? Ezri Cons at 18. Mm. He's um, you know, kept his place over the last two league games. He's surprised he kept his place at all. He seems very comfortable on the ball, doesn't he? Yeah, no, he's, he's held his own again. And, you know, I think he, him and um, Tony, I think his name is Ivan Tony or something, their forward, they had a bit of handbags and that because, you know, Ezri held his own. He, the guy had never had a sniff all game and he's taken his frustration out on Ezri. And, you know, Ezri, Ezri was absolutely brilliant. Again, there was a couple of moments where he could put his decision making probably could have been a little bit better but we've got to remember that he's still young and he's still learning you know so um but he's got the right people behind him and alongside him to obviously help him flourish and yeah no he was very imp- i was very impressed again to think that he's only what 18 isn't he 17? yeah 18 yeah played two two senior games yeah absolutely amazing so again you know we've, we're going to expect that you know there might be a mistake in him now and again but that's his learning curve you know he's not going to do everything perfectly so. do, you, do you think he'll keep his place once patrick bowers fit um, personally, no, I don't think he will. Um, I think once Paddy, once Paddy's up and running, I think Paddy will be back in there. But um, that's no disservice to Ezri or the way he's played. You know, he's got um, loads of um, loads of 
time on his hands, you know. So he's going to have more, more than more than enough opportunities, and it's a long season, you know. They're going to get suspensions and injuries and niggles. So, but it's good that we're getting him in now. So when he when we do need him, he's more than comfortable, and he's not going to be a nervous wreck. Excellent stuff. Right, let us know, like I say, what you made of Tuesday's game. Uh, tweet us at Charlton Live. Email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. After the game, uh, Russell Slade was kind enough to come in and speak to Terry uh, exclusively for Charlton Live. This is what Russell Slade made of Tuesday's win over Shrewsbury. Joined by Russell Slade in the studio after uh, Charlton's first win of the season. First of all, congratulations on that, Russell. And uh, I suspect the team talk at half-time tonight was a little different to the one in half-time on, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it was to to a certain extent. Um, it's it's consistency you you look for probably in every walk of life, really, and um, that's what we want to install here: a, a mentality, a, a resilience um, that we can take forward with us. And um, that's why that's why in the end the clean sheet was kind of more important to me um, than uh, getting another goal. The um, the reaction from from the Charlton players to uh, to what the opening period of Shrewsbury was quite a determined effort from from the visitors and uh, we have to give them credit for that. Um, the reaction to that and uh, getting stuck in keeping uh, uh, keeping in the game, if you like, because uh, there are times last season when we might have not done that. I, uh, I, I thought I thought Shrewsbury um, their attitude was excellent all night. I, I really do. Um, and in the second half, I thought they were they, they they were terrific. The way they kept going and they kept trying to, you know, uh, change the outcome of the result tonight. So um, that was uh, challenging enough. We're just grateful that we've managed to get the three points. There's a question I was going to, actually going to ask you later, but I'll bring it forward now because we're, we're talking about it. Is that second half? Um, do you get? As much satisfaction in a strange way because all right, we're three 0 up, and you'd probably want us to go on and, and, and seal and cement the win with with extra goals and, and a similar performance. But in some ways, because Shrewsbury kept us honest, kept at us, kept uh, as you said, kept trying to change the game, we had to stay in the game. We had to compete. We had to. We had yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. And you know, I've talked about the basics and doing those well, and you have to do them consistently. And and it would have been really disappointing. From my point of view, if they'd have if they'd have scored um, a goal, because I think going forward, you may not have that comfort of being two or three nil up, and if it's one nil, you want to ensure that you know you get to the final whistle with a clean sheet, because that's sometimes just as important the three points as as winning by three nil. So um, no, I, I see how important that is, and. Um, and, and, and for our resilience, I'm, I'm really thankful for that resilience that we showed tonight. And it's a team effort to, for that resilience, and we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't escape that. But um, we've mentioned it before. I certainly have already this season. Um, you must be just uh, oozing over uh, over the performances of Ezri Konza. I mean, he just he just seems yeah, to get older by the yeah second. yeah. Look look look. I probably see things that um, I, I, I look at him. I look at the detail. Um, the, the, there are things that he has to work on that I see immediately. Um, which, which maybe one or two don't, but look, listen. Am I delighted? Of course, I'm delighted. Um, you know, it's always a big decision for, for for any manager, really. To but I've done plenty of it over the years. I think he's given people their debuts, and 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 at such a young age, it is. It, it there is a risk element there, of course. But um, he's taken to it. He has a great attitude, and I have to say, you know, from 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 the first day that I came to the football club. Um, in June, 
um, there were two people, there were two players that were in before um, the pre-season was due to start that I saw on a regular basis. One was Nick Pope and one was Esri Consa. So um, that says a lot, I think, about you know what it takes to be um, one a professional footballer, the dedication and and how much you want to get stronger, better. Um, and he's got that. He's got that in bucket loads, and um, he will take things on board and he will learn. And I think we have you know a terrific prospect without getting carried away because you know things can change very quickly in this game. Um, this game can you know it can full of highs and lows and can certainly kick you in the teeth um, and you know we have to be aware of those challenges and obstacles that will be in the way of the team and, and Esri going forward of course <clears throat> and another player that uh, came to the club quite recently and a uh, debutant last Saturday he was uh, uh, a player who uh, gave us a glimpse on Saturday Josh McGuinness of, of what he's capable of um, another outstanding performance from him up front oh, I, today. Thought he was, I <coughs> thought he was terrific I thought he um, certainly tonight he won majority of his headers um, secured possession for us high up the field it was unfortunate on a solo run not to get a goal as well that would have been nice for him as well it's nice if you can get your strikers firing on all cylinders and then sure that will come as partnerships start to start to improve hopefully start to blossom a little bit are there little jobs that you still that you still have to do even with a three 0 win? I mean, Nicky Jose, for example, probably earmarked as the unluckiest man tonight on on, on the pitch because things just just didn't quite sit his way or didn't the ball just didn't drop in the right yeah, area. I, I, I think from Nicky's point of view, of the overriding thing is that I hope he's you know he's delighted that the team, because it's about the team, have have got three valuable points. That's the most important thing, um, and he's contributed towards that and. And uh, you know, if we continue to win, um, and he's still not firing, I I'm sure he would take that. But clearly, clearly, he's part of his job and what, what he wants to be doing because that's what he's good at. He's scoring goals, and I'm sure that will come anyway if he keeps working as hard as he is doing. <coughs> Finally, on the playing side, uh, on the player side, I should say, uh, one player I'd like to mention is um, uh, Foley. You put him on, uh, on the right side, which is probably not his natural position necessarily, but uh, having been in the centre up to up to this point. Um, yeah. I thought he had an outstanding game on that right hand side. Well, actually, he was he was pretty much centre tonight, but just in a kind of slightly different role oh, okay. because they had three midfielders. Uh -huh. So it was important that Jacko, um, Crofty, who sat a little bit deeper, and Foley, who was a little bit more narrowed up, and then we just had Ricky, that was a little bit higher on a stretch for us because we needed to deal really with their kind of shape where they had three four and a one mm -hmm. that m might have made things difficult for us so tactically we just set up to deal with that when we realised that they were going to be three so there's a little bit of detail there that we had to do to deal with um, against you know I, I, I mean it was they did a lot of good things tonight Shrewsbury good. Um, and you know I'm, I'm not sure but you know that, that they could be winning games very quickly and causing problems for other teams before long um, and I hope they do. Hope they do because I thought they showed a terrific attitude tonight. Well, I think it was, an, uh, you know, uh, hopefully from a neutral point of view, which I'm yeah. not, obviously, uh, it was a it was a cracking game because Shrewsbury came to uh, came to play. They didn't come to defend. Well, for sure, it was a contest. It was a contest right to the end. Uh, so you must be delighted with that. The way the the, the players uh, stood up to that, must have been delighted for the win, of course. 
Uh, and football's, I suppose, a lot of people mention momentum. You must be delighted that uh, two, uh, two games on the bounce uh, where uh, we've contested. You know, obviously, Saturday didn't quite get the rub of the green, but uh, going to Walsall, uh, the confidence must be high. Yeah, li- li- listen, it'd be another contest, it'd be another day at the office, it'd be another be another challenge, that's for sure, one that we've got to embrace and, and you know, we, what we all we can do is go and do our very best and um, if we've given our best then I'm hopeful that we'll get a positive result for the club. Well, it was good to see the crowd uh, calling your name, good to see the response uh, from you to them and, and then back to you. Uh, it's been a little while in coming, that. Yeah, uh, listen, that, so. I, I've, had a, I've, I've had a nice feeling since I've been at the club. I've, I feel as if I feel at home. That's important to me, that I've, you know, in, in what I'm doing and well supported in every area. Um, so, you know, things, things are going well. I'm enjoying building something. I know there's a lot to do, certainly an awful lot to do. Um, but we're working hard. We're working hard and uh, preparing hard. And um, that's why when I've left you, the first thing we will do now is we'll move on and we'll start preparing for the next game. Well, I appreciate you coming in, Russell. If you could do me one kind favour, uh, I spoke to Ricky. He came in uh, and just had a little chat with us. He, he mentioned again he's got a bang on the ankle and it's swelled up and he's left his bandage behind. If, he left left bandage. <laughs> if you could kindly yeah, give yeah. him that, I'd appreciate <laughs> it. Okay. Okay. Cheers, Russell. Thanks, Thanks very much. much. A heavy defeat at Burnley today. How do you sum that one up? We were good. Charlton Live. Welcome back, Charlton Live here. That was a bit loud, that Maritime Radio, wasn't it? <laughs> scared me, man. <laughs> that was uh, Russell Slade Ooh. talking to uh, Terry Smith after the game here against Rosebud on Tuesday evening. I mean, uh, talking about Russell Slade, talking about how well he's settled in, how he feels at home. Um, and, and you can see things starting, I think, on the football front, hopefully, to starting to sort of come together he still wants a couple more players by the sounds of it but you can, you can see he's settled in now yeah you know obviously it helps winning games um, obviously it helps massively but um, yeah I think a lot a lot of people are happy with him and the way he is and the way he conducts himself in interviews and stuff so uh, yeah no he's set, he seems like he's settled in well he does seem like he's been here for a lot longer than he actually has but um, yeah no he's uh, seems like he's settled in well and like you said hopefully get another couple of players that are a bit different to what we have and yeah we just see 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 where we go from here really we saw um we saw like the fans sort of cheering with the manager yeah. towards the end uh, towards, at the end of the game that's something we haven't really seen here for a long time is it no not really i mean the last one i can really think of was when we when Riga was here the first time that was the last one uh, i can remember of people actually singing and getting involved with Riga but apart yeah we didn't really have it since then so it's actually nice to have some sort of identity who the manager is and we can relate to and he knows what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, right, London in it, Giza says, I've heard rumours that Bauer uh, wants to leave, doesn't want to play in League One. I, mean, I can't say I've, I've heard anything like that myself, but you know, the, the likes of Patrick Bauer sat on the bench, hasn't, hasn't really played since, um, was it December? I don't think yeah. he's played since. So he, I'm, I imagine he'd be quite eager to skip, get back into, into football, if anything, really. Yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah, I mean, if I was in his position, I'd concentrate getting back to fitness first and playing a few games, and then 
you know, if if his ambition is to play at a higher level, which you can't really fault him for, but um, then maybe January. But I mean, I wouldn't. I'd be surprised if he starts kicking up a fuss now. I don't know. He might do, and you know, London in it, Giza might be right. But um, yeah, I'd be. I think it'd be a bit of a kick in the teeth if he takes all the sort of rehab and get back to fitness and goes, yeah, cheers, thanks for that. Yeah. I'm off ski. Yeah, sort of hopefully, I don't. I don't think that'll be the case. Hopefully uh, not. Yeah. yeah. Right, as, as you heard towards the end of the interview there with Russell Slade, Terry had spoken to Ricky Holmes as well. So we'll come on to that in a few moments' time. Our exclusive interview with Ricky Holmes, the double goal scorer on Tuesday evening. But we've got an email, Freddie, Freddie Wells says, Hi guys, Tuesday versus Shrewsbury, one of the best nights at the Valley since 2014 and probably one of the best performances of any Charlton side under Roland. Although Ricky Holmes was sensational, the whole team played a part in convincing victory. Still can't believe we've got Declan Rudd, made everything look easy and was nice to see one of our goalkeepers look convincing in the air for a change. Well, I think Nicky Pope was convincing the air towards the second half of last season. Yeah. Yeah, I understand what, what Freddie means there. Tricky Ricky and Jacko must have, uh, may have scored the goals to give us the 3 lead, but the defence played a massive part in keeping it. Year after year, we've produced a fantastic young prodigy, and Konza looks the part. Assured and calm in defence and showed he has the guts to stand up to the type of physical, aggressive strikers we are ex- uh, to expect in this division really made me question how Bauer, let alone Johnson, will get back into the team. So that's the interesting point, really. About with, I, I, I think because of his age, I think Konza will yeah. step back when Bauer's ready. But mm. yeah. Uh, he carries on uh, Solly was as good as usual and Fox albeit slightly error prone looks comfortable at this level which will no doubt help his confidence Lookman looks like he'll run this league when he's back to full fitness really excited by McGuinness's performance rarely missed a header and at times linked up well with a Jose Jackson and Crofts worked really well in midfield together as Jackson has played alongside Cousins the last few years he's often been deployed deeper with Cousins allowed to venture forward but with Crofts anchoring the midfield it allows Johnny to get forward more and I anticipate many more goals from him this season some people People have already stated have already uh, started slating Jordan Botarka after just two five-minute appearances, which I think is a bit harsh, and I agree. Uh, thinking he's time to bed in before the critics start laying into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you guys will already be showering him with praise on the Thursday night show, but Ricky Holmes was unplayable. He ran the show, looks a steal from Northampton, was worried when he got a knock in the second half. Let's hope he stays fit throughout the season. <laughs> uh, he says, I may be getting carried away with just one win, so let's hope we can carry it on at Saturday's game. It will also come in your red. So thanks for your email there, uh, Freddie. I mean, that is the, the, it's, it's always interesting. I, I try and pick up about how everyone's feeling after... After tight, after small runs, so mm. uh, a defeat at Berry followed by a draw where we played okay, and, so, and people are going, oh, we, we've lost, we've lost at Berry, it's all going to yeah. go horribly wrong. So, whereas you can't get carried away with one defeat, you obviously can't get carried away with one win as well. No, yeah, I mean, obviously going back to Freddie's point, I mean, mentioned a load of players, but I, thought, I also thought uh, Cross had a good game. I thought he was quite solid, but um, yeah, in terms of sort of getting over, you know, getting overexcited and stuff, I understand. You know, I don't think anyone's sort of saying, "Oh, yeah, we're going to go and win the league," bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. But let's remember, last year was horrible, and we didn't win many games. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So we've got to take the rough with a smooth. So when we do win, we have got to enjoy it, even though, yeah, it might have only been Shrewsbury and it might only be in League One and... You know, we might have lost against Berry, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But we've got to enjoy the wins as well. If we're going to come on here and slate the team and say how bad we were when we win, we've got to sort of appreciate when we win the game. You know, I mean, you can't have it both ways. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's a good, you know, when everyone's in an upbeat mood and it's sort of the whole place feels better, you know, that the stand, like even on Tuesday, everyone's just seemed a bit more happy. Everyone was cheering, everyone was getting involved. It was just, it was just a lot nicer to win and we yeah. just got to enjoy it. Chris Davin emails in and says, At last, uh, we went out Tuesday night to seek and destroy. Blitz Shrewsbury game over after half an hour. Admittedly, Shrewsbury were poor, but no poorer than Northampton, and I suspect 95% of this league. We need the winning mentality. Show no respect for our vastly inferior opponents. Get the job done and get out of this pub league that we have been dumped in by Roland and Katrine. Holmes was immense. Joe's in the big guy out front. Looks to be forming a nice partnership. All-round good performance. Lookman uh, came on for 20 minutes and oozed class. I'm sure he's had long enough to rest now and should be starting games. So, that, I mean, obviously, we, we, we're not there in training every day to mm. see how he looks, but uh, you assume the longer it gets, the over summer, he'd be getting closer to that starting position, I guess. But. Yeah, no, if, and it's like we said uh, last week, you know, it's competition for places, what we need, you know. Lee Novak ain't no slouch, you know. He's probably not up to full fitness, but he's not a bad player, and he's got to try and get in front of Nicky and... Nicky and uh, Josh now, which is what we needed, and we didn't have that last year. And Lookman, you know, where's he going to fit in? You know, if Jose gets fit, he can play up top, he yeah. can play out wide. So, yeah, Chris carries on. He says, I'm sure uh, I'd have him starting this Lookman he's talking about at Walsall. Him and Holmes together would ensure Walsall would come away from the game with nothing. Better atmosphere than Saturday with less of a crowd. Love to see the covered end still found time in the second half to abuse Roger Johnson. Hopefully, it's a weekly occurrence until he's gone. Uh, he says, Need to up the Roland out chance, though. Uh, and he's glad the Navi Sar song is alive and kicking. I'm not a big fan of the Navi Sar songs, but you know, mm. as well, as the, as the as only as difficulty thing about starting Lookman, which you know he's very good, obviously, but I think it'd be very harsh to drop Foley after how he played on th- on Tuesday, um, especially away from home. I still think he'll probably stick with the same lineup, um, but I do agree. You know, once Lookman's fit, he'll be in there, no doubt, no doubt about that. I'm sure. Yeah. Right, uh, also on Tuesday, we've already heard Terry spoke to uh, the gaffer, Russell Slade. Ricky Holmes scored twice on Tuesday, absolutely ran the show down that left wing. Uh, he also came in to speak to Terry after the game. Joined by Ricky Holmes uh, in the studio after an emphatic 3-0 uh, scoreline at least. But um, I think you'll probably be the first. Well, first of all, congratulations on the two goals. Uh, okay, you must have been pleased with that first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I think a bit about 26, as the gaffer said, half-time over the bar this season so far. But... No, it's been a trademark. I mean, I scored a few last season and uh, I never stopped trying it, even if you do get everyone moaning. But um, this one went in and hopefully there'll be more to come. Well, you don't take a punt, you don't score the goals, I suppose. Exactly. If, you don't, if you don't buy the ticket, you're not going to win nothing. So uh, uh, I don't think too many Charlton fans will be too unhappy, if, uh, <laughs> even if one out of three goes in like that. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about the corner. Um, deliberate effort, obviously. That's a bad cross, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully it went in. Now, we, um, we spoke about, obviously, the first corner. We tried to get Foxy with a shot on the edge. Then we uh, watched a few clips and said, put it on top of the keeper. Uh, he's maybe flapped at a few this season so far, and we had everyone in and around it, and thankfully it just flew in. 
back corner for me. I noticed another facet of your players. You do like swapping wings, so you you know you like to uh, uh, to keep the opposition guessing at which which side you're going to be on. Do you have a preference of the other side, or you don't mind either? I uh, don't mind either. I played predominantly on the left, I think, throughout my career. But no, either really. I mean, we played kind of a lopsided shape today because they played wing back, so we had an outlet there, and then we had Foles the other side. We'd done brilliant tonight. Not really his natural position out on the wide right, but um, I think the first half an hour we just seemed to blow him away. Is it a case, question, uh, a case sorry, of, of the side gelling together now? Because uh, you know we're we're three games in, well, four games in, but yeah. three league games in, uh, and the side's obviously improving as we go. Yeah, I mean the first game, all right, we got beat, but it went down to bad individual decisions, really. I mean the penalty decision and the number was a set piece. Other than that, they had two shots outside the box. Looks like an in fact loss. But um, hopefully we can gel together. I mean, clean sheets is massive in this league. We managed to get get one tonight, and uh, long may that continue. How's the foot, by the way? Russell Slade says your uh, your foot's a bit of a magnet for for taking oh, a whack, yeah. and you took <laughs> another one today. Yeah, uh, on the same on the same foot, or uh, no, it's the other one. I mean, my ankle's ballooned up again, but uh, so I just soldier on, and get through it. It's part of the game. I kind of lure people into into that, so I got to kind of expect it. And, yeah, I'll get, I can't get out of the way no more, can I? <laughs> but no, it's, um, it's all right, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Do you have an individual target? Do you set yourself individual targets for yourself, goal-wise, or, or um, you know, you're looking at 10, 12, 15, you know, do, you, do you do that or you just take it? As no, as not it individually. I mean, got in double figures and only played half a season last year. So probably if I was sitting here now, I'd say double figures again. But um, the goal for me is team, get promotion. That's the biggest achievement, even if I only get one goal this season. Obviously, I've got two already. So, but um, not really individual target person. The more, the merrier, and I'll, I'll keep plugging away. Obviously, a win helps, but uh, aside from that, how are you enjoying life at the Valley? Yeah, it's or been brilliant. It's been brilliant. I mean, they get <coughs> they got right behind us on Saturday and again tonight, and we need more of that. Really, get them right behind us. It does give us a lift, especially as a winger. You hear the atmosphere go up when you're dribbling with the ball, and um, I've loved it every ever since I've come in and the team like you say we're gelling together and we're, we're looking quite, quite the force at the minute got a few season campaigners in the side uh, yourself included but uh, also uh, we've got some exciting young kids as well we've yeah. got Adam Oler who come on today but uh, Esri Konza at the back continues to impress not enough praise for him to be honest because it's a tough league isn't it? there's a lot of high balls uh, a lot of big strikers he's come up against already and he's just held his own he's so composed on the ball He's forever learning, and next to Piercy, they look a right partnership at the minute. Well, congratulations on that, especially the first goal. That, uh, that's already probably goal of the season. Forget everybody else. <laughs> everybody else can now not even try now. There'll be a better uh, one. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> that. We'll remind you of that later on. But uh, no, seriously, really, congratulations. Love Great it. performance, and uh, I'm glad to get the win under your belt. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thank you. He's gone for it, you know. Oh, what a goal! Oh, what a goal by Armakashi! Oh, that's almost at the halfway line. Unbelievable strike. That is outrageous. Right-footed. Well, saw Armak off his line. What a goal! Live. Your favourite music and everything local. You're on Maritime Radio.
That's very weird. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Uh, that was Ricky Holmes. Uh, good enough to come in and speak to Tell after the, the game against Tuesday. Because he, uh, he's, uh, I, f- I found it um, quite interesting the way this, they, he talks about he almost tar- they were almost targeting the goalkeeper. Saying they, they, they thought he might have flapped at one or two um, throughout the season so far. So whereas it might have been they're probably trying to put it near the goalkeeper and it might have been lucky it actually went straight in. Mm. It's clearly something they've looked at and worked on. Yeah, it? yeah. so obviously it's, it's worked on it and I don't think they anticipated it to go in like it did, but you know they all count and he uh, <laughs> got two for the day. So you know hopefully we can um, do some more, but I think a, a lot of keepers are going to be a bit savvy of him now. So Yeah, and uh, he's promised Terry he's going to score a better one than the one he's already scored, which is nice, the well, first goal. Takes him doing, I'll tell you that. Cause <laughs> it was... It was a rocket, but um, if you if any, if anyone's seen the goals that he scored at Northampton, he'll, they'll they are so there's so much more that you can probably do. So yeah. I'm just it's just nice to have a player like that. You know, we haven't had someone like that in that yeah. sort of mould for a good while. So yeah. um, I remember yeah, no. seeing a video before. Well, when we signed Frank Musa of all of his goals, he was scoring for Coventry the previous season. Yeah. Uh, so he had the potential to be that player. He never really worked for him with his injuries mm. and whatnot. But, yeah. yeah. Hopefully Ricky Holmes will be the player Frank Musa could have been. Mm. Uh, right, uh, Dominic Finch uh, says, Evening, folks. First of all, just want to say thank you for all your hard work putting the show together. Makes my commute to and work uh, to and from work much more pleasurable. That's our, that's our pleasure. Uh, Dominic, thanks for your email. He says, There'll probably be a few emails regarding Ricky Holmes' performance on Tuesday night, uh, which I thought was nothing short of outstanding. It's been a long time since the player has got me off the edge of my seat. Uh, but every time Ricky got the ball in Shrewsbury, it looked like something was going to happen. So there's plenty of Charlton players who's got me off the edge of the seat just to go home, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, in, in a good way for uh, what Ricky done on Tuesday. He says, shame we didn't really get going in the second half, but I assume it was more tactical and saving ourselves for Saturday. After about the 60-minute mark, my only concern was uh, for Russell to get Holmes off the pitch as soon as possible to avoid... Uh, I was just getting, uh, he was getting hacked left, right and centre. The ref didn't do much to prevent it, either letting a number of bookable challenges go past. And that was a point I noticed in the first half. There's a few mm. times, uh, especially there was, was a really hard one in the first in the first half. I think Dodds, I think, went in on Holmes. Had to get yeah. books and never did. Uh, Dominic carries on. He says, dare I say it, but we looked a class above on Tuesday night, but knowing us, we'll go and lose on Saturday now. Forever the optimist. He says, keep up the good work and come on you Reds. Uh, thanks for your... For your email, Dom, thanks for getting in touch. Studio at charlonlive.co.uk is the email address. So you can tweet us at charlonlive. If you want to get in touch, 20 minutes left of this evening's big match preview. Uh, we're going to look ahead to the game with uh, Walsall uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, there's been a, a departure from the Valley today. Uh, sad times as Zachariah Bergditch, who uh, reportedly didn't bother even turning up no. uh, after the summer this year, has uh, had his contract terminated. I, to be honest, I thought we already went. <laughs> I, honestly, I thought he left ages ago. I know, I, I know he, tur- he didn't turn up for training for uh, for pre-season, and then I thought he was just he was gone more or less like pre-season time. It was only when I looked on the way back from work, looked at my twi- Twitter, and someone said, "Oh, he's contract terminated." And I thought, "Was this like a sort of time hop thing or something?" Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, that, yeah, I don't think it's. Um, it's that unfortunate. I don't think a lot of people will miss him, and I don't think a lot of people um, will remember too much of what he did, to be honest with you. But um, the only thing I do remember is when he was like, I don't, I can't remember what game it was. I think he was supposed to be playing out on the right of midfield, and he ended up playing like 
right wing, I mean, proper right wing, on the, like a forward, and then we got <laughs> absolutely battered. But I think that was Cal, one of Carroll's days. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't, spread out as, yeah. as, as per instructions from yeah, Carroll. Yeah, just, just stay on the halfway line. <laughs> we, we were good, so uh, make yourself look busy. Yeah. He scored. I mean, let, let, let's remember the good points. He scored a, a goal against Dagenham. <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> How long's this going on for? <laughs> yeah. we, we've got a lot of time to fill here. And I, don't, I don't think this is a feature we needed. We might have to start making up some stats. How good he was, just <laughs> yeah. to sort of fill the. No, goal. I mean, let, let's be honest. He, no. he, he's one of the many mistakes that we've seen over the, the past three years in terms of uh, transfer policy. Mm. And, uh, I mean, I think now that Russell's come in, hopefully, hopefully, well, praying that that sort of thing's going to turn around. But he, he was just uh, systematic of the sort of errors that we've made over the last three years. Yeah, you know, you know hopefully, you know, I hope he does well going forward or wherever he ends up. But, um, it, again, like you said, it was, the, it was the policy that we had at the time, which was never going to work I, uh, was he on a five-year contract or was he a three? I think I think, well, I think it was a four-year uh, one. It's what, you know, giving someone a four-year contract where they haven't had no experience of, like, I don't know, he, he didn't really pull up any trees. I know he was at, um, he was, at, was he at a top Ita- Italian club or something, or I think it was someone completely different. He was, anyway, he was at a good club and, you know, we've got him in a four-year deal or whatever it was and... It's just one of those signs. You know when you look at the player and go, who the hell is this guy like to sign him? And But, yeah, he, he didn't really pull up any trees for me. He didn't really do anything out, Sean. He, he, had a, he had pace, but that was pretty much all he had. Yeah. But Now, we're going to set up our new feature in the next five or so minutes. Uh, connections, uh, Charlton connections between someone who played for the Addicts and for Walsall is uh, a man called Mark Kinsella. Now, he's a, a man who was uh, heralded, really, with, with the rebuilding of the club in terms of the time that we went back to the Premier League and uh, established ourselves as a Premier League team. So tweet us at Charlton Live. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Let us know what you can remember of, uh, of Mark Kinsella's time here, the Addicts captain for all those years. Uh, had, a, had a couple of tweets here on other subjects. Gates, he says, good early signs on Tuesday. Teams, uh, The team and fans carried on from Saturday's performance. Fans behind the team. Uh, from the start does help. Uh, Mike Tyson London in at Giza says Slade did himself no harm with his wave to the North Stang, the removing of his hat and showing his bald dome. He's one of us. I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty of bald domes behind the, behind the goal that it covered in. Oh yeah, there was. Even my father was one. But, uh, <laughs> I want to. I'd really like to see a song for Russell Slade. There's got to be a song out there about you know he wears a magic hat or, hat or something like that. Something's going to come out soon, surely, about yeah. Russell. Yeah, uh, Wheeler says McGuinness has been very impressive has everything you want in this league power, pace and a long throw which could be handy so like I say keep your tweets coming in let us know what you've, uh, we can remember of uh, Mark Kinsella's time at the Valley he's, he's our connection this week we're going to think of a proper name for the feature at some point or if anyone else can think of one yeah, yeah tweet us in a, a name for that feature some sort of connection thing uh, but yeah Mark Kinsella played for uh, Charlton then he, he ended he ended his playing career apart from you know, in non-league with Lewis but uh, in terms of football league at Walsall where he also uh, had a stint as caretaker manager uh, so let us know what you can remember of uh, King King Kinsella right I was tweeted earlier uh, by Heather McKinley, she wanted to bring to my attention that Katrine's been put on the uh, judging panel for the Football Business Awards. Um, uh, surprised by the appointment? She's been appointed to a lot of things recently. Yeah, she? no, I'm not surprised at all. I think she's really worthy of the position. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Before I get anyone so much abuse on Twitter or whatever, but no, I don't know. Again, I don't know what it is. Judging what exactly? You know, uh, how to yeah. run a football club? Is it? Or, or I don't know. There, but, there's uh, all sorts of like community. Like they give out awards based on community uh, stuff and the business of football. So I don't know. I'm not going to pay too much attention to it. I don't think anyone else will. But um, I think we all already said. I think it's mainly for her. Season. I think but um, it's a bit of a strange one it's not going to change just forget about it now and just 
crack on <laughs> I can't be bothered <laughs> yeah. I mean because I mean a lot of people point out about that FA Council thing and a lot of like leading sports journalists out there seem to suggest it's a bit of an insult that mm. someone someone who's been so uh, you know so linked in with, with, with a club that's done so badly and it's very much the, the, the face of the club over here obviously Roland du Chatelet uh, is isn't isn't involved at all really in the, in the day to day running it would seem yeah um, so it's it's a bit it's a bit people find it interesting that she keeps getting these these sort of gigs really don't they yeah so I mean it, it is a bit odd but um, I don't know but obviously the FA see something mm. um, that obviously we aren't and or she's not showing us what she has but the FA saw something in appointing Steve McLaren England manager as well yeah <laughs> to be fair they have made some wrong choices in a load of things so we can't really use that as a, yeah. an excuse but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't know if it's going to be in the, in the public domain, like you said last week. You know, oh, the FA Council have announced so and so. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know too much about it, to be honest. But interesting email we had in from Freddie Wells. He said, "Hi guys, just a quick uh, question discussion point. If we were to get automatic promotion this year and then heavily invested in quality players with Championship experience, and come the midpoint of the season, we're competing near the top of the Championship next season, would that stop the protest?" Um, I think the likelihood is it would in terms of uh, I'd say the majority of um, yeah. fans. I think it's, it's. I think the majority would, yeah. but I still think you'd have a you'd have a nucleus that yeah. would still be. But but that but that's very much something that, that needs to be seen to be believed, really, isn't it? Yeah. That's like saying oh, if if we go and win a Champions League, it's like well, it's, it's very easy to say if we, if we won the Champions League, I imagine the protest would stop, mm. sort of thing. But yeah. it's not that thing. And, and there's still there's still that whole wide question about no one really knows what the end game is for Roland. Yeah. Uh, and for Katrine, no one, no one knows that. A lot of people have uh, ideas of what it could be. Um, you know, is it is it what is it really? To, to they've changed their policy now, and they want to. You know, like I said, that's, that's still very much got to be seen to be believed. Is it the other end of the spectrum where where people are saying, oh, it's a land grab? They want they want to sell the value. I mean, they, they, these nothing's been proved either way, and you'll you'll always be until they come out and say, you know, if if it is or isn't a land grab, for example, or if they is or isn't, they want to win the Champions League. You know, yeah. until they come out and say that no one no one's really going to know. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a bit of an odd one, but. I don't know. I just I think a, a lot of people will obviously change their mind and the whole thing if we started doing fantastically well, which is it's natural. But you know they've they've changed a little bit. You know they've got a British manager in. We're signing British players, so they've turned a corner in a little. You know in in some ways, but I still think they're so far from winning a lot of people over, and rightly so because we've got to this stage now where we are in League One, where we didn't have to be like this. You know we didn't have to be in this position we're in now it's taken for us to get relegated to start it again it's not like he's he's been in him and her have been in charge for two months it's been a couple of years now so I don't know who knows hopefully we do start winning and end up winning the Champions League and being the best team in the world I don't know but yeah, I think it will change a lot of people's opinions, but I still think there'll be a nucleus of people still be anti-regime. Right, just over 10 minutes left here. Chat and I have the big match preview here on Maritime Radio. Don't forget Maritime Radio as of the 27th of August. We'll be coming uh, back live uh, in Greenwich on 101.4 FM. All uh, your uh, your favourite music and everything local. Uh, of course, uh, Chat and I will be on it as well, so that's a good enough reason to listen to Maritime Radio on, on their own. There were a few of them in the studio here before today, setting up, getting prepared yeah. for that 27th of August. Um, it, it, there is a live service now if you go to maritimeradio.london you'll obviously you'll hear us right now but after that they will be playing some sort of music and in fact i can tell you at eight o'clock 
coming up. It is. Oh, Pharrell Williams with Happy. Oh, exciting. What a tune. How apt. <laughs> yeah, how apt. That's how, that's how we feel at a Happy Valley at the moment. Uh, right, so back in 30 seconds or so, uh, send us in your memories. Mark Kinsella, he's our connection between Charlton and Warsaw for this week. So am I still waiting for this world to stop hating? Can't find a good reason. Can't find hope to believe in. Got an email in from uh, from Mark in Seven Eight says, Did you know that football uh, the the nominations are still open for the Football Business Awards. Would Data Techniques be an interesting nominee in the Football Sponsorship Award for their work with Card? Obviously, that's the ones the the guys who dressed up as Pinocchio. Uh, yeah, in the their one box. with a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. ended up sponsor. I think they must have sponsored something with Card, like they paid for a program or something. Yeah, was that them? I can't remember. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Mark said, "I'd love to hear the judging panel's view on that nomination." I imagine Catherine wasn't too happy when they they dressed up as uh, Pinocchio. <laughs> uh, right, Mark Kinsella. Uh, like I say, it's a new feature. We're going to start, uh, hopefully, uh, try and do it every week. So uh, look at a player who's played for both clubs. Uh, and and uh, really, we haven't really planned it that far ahead. So we haven't given you enough time to get your emails in for this one. But, I mean, there's, there's, there's plenty enough to talk about Mark and Seller. I mean, he was a mercurial uh, midfielder for us and, and part of that very successful team of the late 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, no, he was... Uh, I started coming here and remembering games properly when... Kins was the captain. Obviously, I was here before when you know Bowie was here, but I can't really remember that back far. But uh, Kins was the one where you know he was Mr. Cholton at the time, so he was our Jacko back then, and you know he was absolutely unbelievable. And I'll never forget you know him going up those stairs at Wembley, um, picking that trophy up, and just thinking that we are actually going to be in the Premiership next year, and he's our captain. And I don't know, it's just. Yeah, it's a shame that you know it didn't work out of him when he was here with Parky or whatever. It was Parky when he was assistant, wasn't it? Yeah, he was here. So yeah, it was a bit gutting that way. It still didn't work out there, but yeah, no, he just epitomised the whole club, and I don't think anyone would ever have a bad word to say about the guy. Like I say, I mean, obviously he'll always be remembered for for being that Charlton captain, the first Charlton captain in what it must have been for just fifty fifty one years to go and lift a trophy at Wembley. Uh, the 98 uh, playoff final um, but I mean did, what, what's your favourite moments I mean there, there, there's so many goals that stand out I remember he, I remember he scored an absolute screamer away at uh, Bolton I think Burden yeah. Park's last game I think we ended up losing 4 or 5-1 but he scored an absolute mm. screamer in that one where it looked like it's going to spoil the party for Bolton's uh, last game at their old stadium but I mean there's I mean you mentioned a free kick against Everton I remember yeah. I remember one of my favourite ones it's a really weird moment it's not even a goal he scored it was against Man City when we won 4-0 on the opening day of the season and he's played in over the top, and he's just beaten the offside trap, and he's beaten it so well, going towards Nicky Weaver, that he's had time to look at the linesman and sort of go, like, wave at him, I'm not offside, I'm not offside, and then carry on, <laughs> get taken out by Weaver, who probably got sent off, I think, and, uh, and, win yeah. the and then he's got a great goal himself that game. I mean, there's so, so many memories like that stand out mm. with such a player, don't they? Yeah, I think there was another There was another time. I can't. I, I only remember it vividly, but I remember I think it was against, I'm pretty sure it was against Palace, and it was a cup match. And I think he went head to head with one of their players, sort of thing, like with a uh, like heads was there. I, d- I don't know if I'm imagining it. Someone could probably tell if I'm wrong, but um, I just remember that. I don't know. It might not have been him actually, but <laughs> who knows? But I'm pretty sure it was him. Yeah. But yeah, that Everton goal stood out. Free I think, kick, was, yeah. yeah, I think there was one at uh, Norwich. I think there was was there a goal at Norwich as well. Yeah, possibly. Um, but yeah, no, he was just just remember him in the middle, 
Um, yeah, I remember him. And it's so proud just, to see yeah. him, how it turned out for Ireland at the World Cup as yeah, well. Yeah, I think, yeah. Just, I mean, in, he went, went. I don't know how many t- how many times he get capped. Eight times, ten times, something like that for Ireland was yeah. it? I don't, I don't know. I'll check. It was, yeah. He did get a few, but um, but yeah, no. Like I said, he was just passionate. You know, he was a leader, and just everything about him. He just sort of bled Cholton, and it was just I don't know. It was just it was nice to have that sort of relation with him back mm-hmm. in the day. But um, yeah, I mean, there you go. Yeah, uh, forty-eight. Sorry, he made eight under twenty-one appearances. <laughs> so forty-eight appearances. For, he scored three times for Ireland. Not bad. Not, not bad, bad. Not bad going. I remember, I remember him. I think when they qualified, they had like an away qualifier, like Iran or somewhere. Mm. And uh, I remember seeing him celebrating there when they actually qualified for the World Cup and being so proud. It's a Charlton connection out yeah. there. Uh, Tariq Smallman says one win against Shrewsbury in League One, and we're talking about winning the Champions League only at Charlton. <laughs> not not talking <laughs> about somewhere. it. Yeah, not talking about it, Tariq. Demanding it. Demanding <laughs> it. Uh, Lewis Wheeler's helped us out with a. Uh, uh, Skins, yeah, I, no, I think he's. I think he's letting us know some other players who've played for both Charlton and Walsall. He says Neil Etheridge. Uh, oh yeah, Frank, oh he's says, still there, isn't yeah, he? Neil Etheridge, Ginger Lad, Jordan Cook. I think Jordan Cook's still there. Now, he's a player I never really rated in, during his time at Charlton. He was. Uh, he, he, I think he was definitely at Walsall last season. Whether he's still there or not, I don't know. But I guess it is really time to, to look ahead to that game uh, with Walsall. Um, it's never. I mean, it's, 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 it's a cliche to say it, but I mean, Russell said it as well. When you, you go to Walsall, you, you never expect an easy. You never expect an easy game anywhere away from home at this level. And we've already seen what under, underestimating as fans, like a side mm. like Berry did to us. We were all shocked when we lost that game. We can't really be making that same uh, mistake against against Walsall. No, no. You know, I think they were in the playoffs last year, and that it was only that they sort of fell apart last year in the in the playoffs. But um, they're a strong side. Um, they've got a couple of decent. Decent little players. I know. I don't know if that Rico Henry's still there. He's a little left back who's um, got. He's been ranting and raving about. But um, yeah, no, they're a decent little side. Um, Walsall. So it's it's going to be a tricky game for sure. I mean, the last time we played them, for, well, Walsall was. Oh, do you remember the last time we played? Yeah, them? last well, last time in League One, I think uh, we beat them one 0 quite late on in our League One promotion season here, and we had an away game. Uh, where we drew one or where Jan Kermigan we, we've been uh, one yeah. down quite early Jan Kermigan scored the equaliser in, in our last season uh, in League One um, I mean do, do, do you expect changes I know there was a, there was a story earlier that potential um, potential injury problems which I'll just just get that story up now again but do, do you expect wholesale do you, you wouldn't expect wholesale no I mean if, if everyone's fit if everyone can play I, I would imagine um, he'd play the same eleven. Maybe, maybe a slightly different tactically, but I'd be surprised if he changes the eleven because um, I, I'd find it hard and harsh to drop any one of those players who played on Tuesday because I thought everyone played really well. Um, but if it means that we have to drop Foley or someone else to try and get the three points, and so be it. But I'd be surprised if he does make like wholesale changes. Yeah. Uh, expecting many Charlton fans to go up there should be a good atmosphere hopefully yeah I, f- I don't know I, I'm, well, I'm hoping there'll be a, b- a few more than Berry. You know, I think 900 of us went up to Manchester which was a long old way but um, not a long old way but it was just a bit long getting the tram so <laughs> but yeah it's only so we're I get I'm leaving Euston about 20 to 10 I think so I end up getting to Liverpool, um, Birmingham about 11 have a couple of beers and then get a train to Bescott so I'm hoping because it's only up the road I say they up the road. It's only a little bit on the train. I'm hoping there'll be a few more. So hopefully we could take a thousand. But maybe I'm being a bit optimistic. And the weather's supposed to be crap as well. Isn't it? But <laughs> so what do you reckon? Adam O'Leary, do you reckon he's he's getting towards that starting position as uh, as as Mike uh, Tarkin said earlier, or, or Chris Davin saying that they're getting towards where they should be yeah. starting? Or do you, do you think it's still 
It'll still be a case of resting and easing him in still. Yeah, I, th- I, I think he'll ease him in. I, I, I reckon he'll start against Bolton. I know that's in a couple of weeks. I reckon he'll start that game at home. Um, I don't know why I just have a feeling about it. But, yeah, I, I said I'd, I'd, I'd find it hard to drop Foley and that, especially away from home. You know, we might have to be tight. It's not going to be the same sort of game as we had on Tuesday where... We can go out, and we're going to be quite have to be quite savvy about it because our last away games haven't been too so great. So, but, but I guess um, talk about momentum, and when, mm. when you get that momentum from the second half of the Northampton game, and that momentum from a you know a, a, a good win against Shrewsbury, do, do you think you'll be able to? You, you can try and take that into this game. Yeah, you, you have to. different different atmosphere away from home. But. Yeah, no, you have to. You know, and I said, you know, it might be a bit easier playing away from home because teams are going to come at us a little bit more um, when we're playing away from home. So. Uh, we do need to try and keep the momentum up because, you know, confidence breed wins and wins breed confidence, the Curbs always said. But we we just need to get, we just need to go on a little run now. We'll try and just keep the momentum going and just keep take, we'll take one one step at a time now so we don't get overexcited and talk yeah. about Champions League. We reported in the news shop today that, that Slade has said he's got two or three injury concerns ahead of the Walsall game. But he wouldn't name the players, but um, I mean, look, we know Ricky Holmes has had his ankle injuries and uh, I think there's some Jacko quotes coming out tomorrow, but apparently he talked about having a slightly tight hamstring. So, so that, that just gives us something extra to, to have to think about, really, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, Souls as well. I bet Souls might have had a knock as well. So you never know. If, if that happens, you know, Foley might have to go right back and we'll have to shuffle the pack a little bit. But, you know, we've got the we've got a few more players in now, so it should be a little bit easier. But... Um, yeah, we still need a couple of players like we've already alluded to. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. On our connection sides, uh, Mark Reedy says, obviously leading, uh, Mark can tell that, obviously leading us out at Wembley without him, I don't think we would have got into the Prem. Uh, what a skipper. And then Mark uh, Wilson says that Mark Kinsella invented the tunnel jump. Yes. Uh, that's all you need to know, really. I mean, uh, that's I mean that's a tradition that's last. Really. Yeah. That, that was not a double tunnel jump on uh, on Tuesday. So yeah, home too, Jackson, yeah. The two are now injured, so maybe it's bad yeah. for your health. But... <laughs> Uh, so, so let, let's talk about predictions then, Nathan. How do you think the addicts are going to get on on uh, on uh, Saturday? I'm going to go. Russell. I'm going to go two-one winner, Jose and McGuinness. Two-one, yeah. yeah. and, and nice to see your Jose getting off the yeah. the mark. That'd be saying right. I'm going to go for a. I'm, I, I fancy us to go and get something up there. I think maybe like a we'll see a, a perhaps a scrappy one. Yeah, a, yeah, a slightly different side of this Charlton side. See see how we can grind out one nils and you know because that's that's going to be important to see throughout the season. So hopefully that. Uh, pretty much run out of time here on Maritime Radio don't forget we're going to be back on Sunday evening uh, 7pm to 8.30 it's going to be Terry in the seat because I'm having a, a week off uh, Nathan thanks for joining us here no worries mate thanks Lou I've been Louis Mendes this has been Charlton Live don't forget you can listen to all our shows on podcast download the Acast app uh, and then search for Charlton Live in there this has been Charlton Live let's hope that Charlton can win those uh, first uh, three points on the road on Saturday up at Warsaw come on you Reds, you reds. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.